Welcome to Lisa Beats Your Beat, episode 18. Yeah, 18 episodes. Cheers, Jimmy. Coming up on 20. Uh, <laughs> like a champ. Saturday night. Woo. Yes, it's Saturday night. And I feel all right. That's, yeah. That's this when we did our last one, so this was weekly. Okay. We're trying to get two in there, not just one a week. Yeah, we're going to get to two. But but as you know, it's hard having a child and working and running a household. Um, so our child's being watched right now, so we are in, uninterruptible. Yeah, and uh, if you follow us on Twitter at Lisa Beats Meat. Um, I'm we, beating some meat right now. We live tweet those, um, obviously. If you're listening to this on Twitter, you already know this, but if you listen to the podcast after the fact, um, follow that and you'll get an update when we go live. Mm-hmm. See it. It's fun. Yeah. I forget what the title of our podcast like is. Lisa Beats Meat or Lisa Beats Your Meat. Now, I don't forget like the term, but I forget like what Lisa Beats Your Meat is. Like what I will, beat? I'll say it like randomly in a conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I got a podcast. Lisa Beats Your Meat. And I like forget the people's reaction is like jesus christ what are you doing it's been watered down a bit yeah like i don't realize how vulgar it really is it's you're making food that's better than meat you're beating meat no i'm i'm jacking off people in turn for subscriptions (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'd have a lot more if that was true but because I jack off so many people. Anyways, um, so before we get into today's topic of checkoff programs, we'll give you a little rundown of some food we've been eating. Um, like I said before, we're back in uh, working. This is like we're going in our third, fourth, oh, fourth week of working. So our menus are a bit more regimented. Um, this past week, we had good old Sloppy Joe's. Um, and they're one of my favorites. Yeah, they're very easy to make. Any sort of like casserole type thing is also really good for lunches the next day. I don't know about you people out there, but whatever I eat for lunch is what I had for dinner the night before. Just makes it easier. And um, sloppy joes with some coleslaw and like a whole wheat bun. They're really good. And uh, they're super filling and they're super cheap. It's like one of the cheapest meals I make. How do you make uh, for the layman coleslaw vegan? Because you put it on your Instagram, you just said add some coleslaw. But coleslaw is not normally <laughs> vegan, is it? Um, I used well if I was being like, um, like pure vegan. If I was being plant based, I wouldn't use veginase, but I did. Um, What's I, wrong with veginase? It's it's not nothing's wrong with it. It's just not really like nutritionally. Oh, it's not like whole food. Yeah, it, it has no like nutritional value. It's tasty as hell, but it's not. It tastes like mayo. It's mayo, but it's not necessarily like something that. Oh, I gotta get my veginase fixed. I don't know. Veginase yeah. is fucking dank. Like it's awesome. It tastes really good. Um, but so yeah, uh, sloppy joes, and I made them out of the textured vegetable protein, um, which is super cheap. And then, you know, a couple cans of tomatoes, a couple cans of tomato sauce, some sauce, spices, mixed it up. Apparently Amazon Prime now has yeah. <laughs> textured vegetable protein. We bought this uh, textured vegetable protein, the Bob's brand, um, from the Prime thing. Came in two hours. It was crazy. It was awesome. Yeah. So we had that. Um, and then I made a lentil loaf, which I used to get scared of lentil loaves because I was like, that's grade A vegan. You know, like, what'd you have for dinner? A lentil loaf. That's like, okay, <laughs> you know? But it was good. Um, it was really good and it was really healthy. And I thought it was tasty. I'm a big fan of lentils. I've never, that was something I've never, I was never really exposed to. Yeah. They don't show up many places. I mean, 
The, it's know, again the, a very very cheap meal to make. Lentils are super cheap. I would I would gather so, but traditional vegan stuff shows up at other places. But yeah, you gotta find don't, it. I don't know why they don't. But well, lentils are delish. So like when I get and, towards the end, I eat like one individual lentil at a time and try to like bite the skin off it. What? I don't know why, but they're you have a weird thing with awesome. chewing stuff. Yeah. I got in the car the other day, and all the cups, all the caps, there was just a bunch of empty bottles. I got really frustrated because he eats all the caps, but that's beside the point. Anyway, consume them. Um, just choose on them. Uh, with the lentil loaf, we had some cauliflower mashed potatoes thing. Uh, like instead of making mashed like meatloaf and mashed potatoes, it was a lentil loaf and uh, mashed cauliflower. So if you Make your cauliflower. I roasted it. You can boil it. You can put it in a microwave. You can make your cauliflower however you want. And then put that in a blender. And I also put in like one potato with it just because it makes it a little bit more creamy. So I use like just like a plain old russet potato, like the cheapest kind you get. So uh, cauliflower, a potato, like a clove of garlic, um, some soy milk, salt and pepper, call it a day. Whip it up. And it tastes like mashed potatoes. James, our stepson, my stepson, your actual son, um, <laughs> he has eaten the mashed cauliflower stuff, and uh, he he ate it, so it was which cool. is shocking, yeah, yeah. So nice way to cauliflower is always really easy to hide in foods for your kids, and cauliflower is really good for you. So I like good, it. It's very versatile. So did well. Um. So that was that. Um. I don't know what else we ate. It was kind of a blur. You know, you get into work and it's just like. Yeah, we made go, a go, go. pretty nice cobbler tonight. Yeah, I had peach cobbler. We were going to cook out today, grill out today, but um, we decided to eat the leftover Chinese that we got yesterday because it was so good. <laughs> so we just had Chinese twice in a row. And then our babysitter, I don't know if I call her my babysitter, like our friend that our lives home with girl. me. Yeah. Um, she then ordered the same Chinese food because it's so good. It's, it's really amazing. Good. But that's also a very easy, nice, vegan, fast food thing to get your hands on. Yeah. they. Um, if you want some Chinese food and you're looking at the menu and you're like, oh, there's nothing for me, there is. Um, there's always tofu, but sometimes they call it bean curd. But um, Sometimes you just have to call them and ask them. Yeah, and they'll, they'll have it. So. Yeah. Um, We've Chinese. covered that in episode one point. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It, was, it, was, um, <laughs> it was early on, though. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I made a peach cobbler, and that was good. I don't know. Yeah. Tomorrow we're grilling out. Oh, I know what we should talk about. My nachos. Oh, my gosh. How Weren't did those you forget good? the nachos? Those were so good. So Lisa beats your meat on Instagram if you want to see what Lisa eats every day. But Sunday, last Sunday was the first week of the NFL football season. We lived um, it up. So we did the opposite. We sat, I sat on a couch for 10 hours um, while Lisa prepared me a delicious um, meal every few hours. But I was there, too. I wasn't, like, catering to you. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, well, I made you. some nachos, like, loaded nachos, like, chips. And then I made my whole, like, like a homemade nacho cheese. It was yeah, kind of weird, like a, like but it was good. A liquid vegan cheese. I think yeah. that's the first I've seen of such. Yeah. You, I had to use um, something weird. It was like coconut flour or something weird. Where did you come across this? Coconut flour was at Kroger. I mean, to know how to even do that. Uh, the internet? Yeah. Did you put this on Lisa Beach Meat? Like the actual? 
No. How had, you did it? I've been really busy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of it. You can guess how to make it on your own, folks. You can write it uh, up there. But no, it had it had the cheese, liquid cheese, like nacho cheese, and then diced jalapenos and salsa and sour cream. And I put some olives on my side and... It was good. Tomatoes, onions, green onions. Oh, it was so good. Anyways, okay. Yeah, it was so good that after we finished it, she made a whole nother tray. I did. We ate that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we'll get to the point where we talk about how we stay fit and healthy because- we Not eating nachos. We don't always eat the healthiest vegan things, but that's probably the best part of being vegan is you Hanging don't have out. to be so careful about what you eat to right. stay in you know decent shape. But. Right. I just stole a spring roll from- Amina. Well done. Mm-hmm. I didn't okay, know that was let's an get option. into it. Okay. Upcharges, what are they called? <laughs> checkoff programs. Checkoffs. So this is a topic that you uh check off. Um I we like mentioned it a few times on earlier podcasts, but we didn't really know what this was. Uh and I'll give credit where credit is due. There's a good book called Meatonomics that I'm halfway through where I was first exposed to checkoff programs. Um, but look them up. Uh, it's all public information, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And to well, Meatonomics. I wish I knew the author, but it's a good book that talks about how you know we subsidize meat and we subsidize a lot mm-hmm. of things in this country. And there's, the government tries to get involved in things to try to you know push in, along the product. Yeah, to, for for economic reasons. All right. But today we're going to talk about particular particularly checkoff programs. So check off. Um, Congress. Check it out. Can that be the title? Check out checkoffs. Uh, no. I think it's going to be like Got Milk will be the title. All right. <laughs> That's what I put on this hashtag. But um, well, I guess we'll start with that. Got Milk. Um, what were the other ones? What a pork. The other white meat. Uh, beef. It's what's for dinner. Turtle. You didn't know you were eating it. No, I don't. I don't, I don't know where you grew up. <laughs> uh, you remember the egg one? That was probably the biggest. The incredible edible egg. The incredible edible I egg. I fell yeah. for it. I was like, I fucking love eggs. Hell yeah. And I mean, if you're, I guess any age, I didn't fall for it. you're still hearing these things. I think Got Milk just got hung up. Um, um, there's like a new one for milk. Yeah, there's a couple new ones. Um, What's the new camp? I'm going to look it up. Do it. Um, but there's like the fuel up to play 60 that the NFL's part of. Yeah. Um, you see these commercials for things encouraging you to eat certain ways and do certain things. Well, we are here to explain why and how that happens. Hold on. I'm struggling um, how to spell campaign. <laughs> it's like champagne. <laughs> you got that down, right? Mm. But anyways, check out programs I'll, in a nutshell. We're going to get into, the, into more depth. But in a nutshell, what it is is Congress um, puts an assessment on certain commodities um, and then collects the funds to pay for research and marketing. So... Simply put, they tell the the beef industry, the dairy industry, the um, also. I mean, this happens in the vegetable industry too. But um, things that we eat, they want to generate growth for economically, mm-hmm. and so they put a small assessment. It's usually about less than one percent of the wholesale price of this product. Okay. Um, that this company has to send off to this check checkoff program, regardless of whether or not they want to. It's so required. I, I start off. Lisa's cows for causes. For cheeseburgers. Lisa's cows for cheeseburgers. And I'm a beef farm. 
and I start up and I got to give like 1% or 1.5% of all my income to this checkoff program. Yeah, one it's one bullshit. less than 1% of a wholesale product. So I want my 1% back. Well, yeah, and that's happened, and we'll talk about that a little bit too. But um, who runs these checkoff programs? Well, it's it's an agency, but there was a little debate as to is this a government run program or is this kind of an outside the industry um, to promote the industry program? Um, but it turns out it's the government. So the government assesses the farmers or assesses um, the the corporation and sends that money into a big giant pool. Mm-hmm. where they advertise and market that product and that benefits the whole entire industry. Okay. Um, so that's why it's required that every part every part of the industry um, pays in. Pays, yeah, pays the piper, Do so to say. Do some corporations pay more? Is it a flat rate? Uh, is it progressive or is it flat? <laughs> it's about, it's flat. I mean, from from what I could gather, it's, like I said, it's it's around 1%. Okay. Now the results are not progressive. The results vary greatly. Within um, the same checkoff program? Uh, no, between the industries. Okay. So, like a checkoff program for dairy might work better than a checkoff program for green beans. Exactly. Okay. And you'd be surprised. No one cares about green the beans. No her. one's trying to push green beans. I mean, there is a checkoff program for green beans, but. Oddly enough, the only vegetable that James likes. But I have not seen a commercial with a cool hashtag slogan. Hey, green beans. They'll, it's your side dish for yeah. dinner. You won't die when you're 65. <laughs> yeah. Did you think that was going to rhyme coming out? Uh, No. I mean, yeah, of course, okay. obviously. It didn't. I just didn't know if that's where you were going with <laughs> die it. Die five. Okay. Whatever. Um. Well, they... <laughs> They do vary um, in success. And um, as I was reading this, actually, you were reading this to me. Yep. Um, so we were on a road trip, and I drive a lot, and we go on a lot of road trips. So I generally- And I um, like hearing my own voice, so I, I volunteered to read it. Like well, a- yeah. So we'll start from the beginning. Um, but anyways, I like Audible books, and I bought this book. And it's a big one, and we just started work, and we were traveling, and it, it wasn't an Audible book, so I was like- Kind of wish I had bought the Audible version, mm-hmm. and uh, so Lisa. Instead, you got the live version. Lisa volunteered to read from the back seat of the car, and uh, she read pretty much. I read a like lot. A, a full hour. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Oh, and then we got to the hotel, and I was emptying the car out. I found like a half-empty bottle of wine. <laughs> so she was also drinking wine in the back of the car. You too. had no idea. You were like, "Do you want a <laughs> Do you want a glass of wine?" And I was like, "Dude, I've been drinking for five hours." Of course, she wanted to <laughs> just sit there and read a fucking book out loud. I was having fun. I was in the back seat. My child was asleep. I was reading. Had my wine. I'm fine. I don't know what I was getting at there, but as I, as you were reading me this book, I was very surprised. You're enraged. Um, not enraged. I was just a little shocked that this kind of happens. The fact that. Um, this information is even out there and we don't know about it. And it's, it's the government, so there's Freedom of Information Acts and mm-hmm. that this is not, you know, theory. This is stuff that, you know, someone looked up and wrote a book about it and this is all real information that um, anyone can go verify. So, yeah. so checkout programs, like all base is it food related or could it be items too no Do it's gas like does gas have checkout programs gas sort of it runs your car gas has gas you tre- have to buy it tremendous amount of subsidies but that's 
that's so it's not it's mostly in like you'd say like agriculture right yeah it's the so checkout programs are agriculture okay um, so it's not like in shampoo yeah and the whole time like or i was reading about it or you were reading about it i was t- kind of i just kept wondering why, why does the government do this to to produce the economy or yeah. to stimulate the economy and to feed Boost the pe- it. and to feed the people which is not a terrible well objective. it probably <laughs> intentionally probably started with good you know intentions but now it's probably not doing the best you exactly know? and in in the reality it's not it's not fair i mean general private corporations that are producing a product um, and some of it might be something we consume, but just a traditional private American company doesn't have these advantages that mm-hmm. others do. Um, there are but corporate- aren't they getting the benefits of the whole thing? Like if I'm a small mom and pop, like to kill cows for a living. No, yeah, I yeah. I reap the benefits you of are, a large. But if you are a t-shirt company. Um, I don't have a checkoff program. No, you don't have the government no, hey, stepping wear in shirt. to encourage your t-shirt program. Um, so where do you draw that line? And that's government intervention, know, government. a whole different thing. So I'm like government get out of my fucking life. Um, some of the results are kind of shocking. So this is according to these industries and their particular um, checkoff programs. Um, let's see, the uh, beef. Every dollar they spend in a beef checkoff program apparently increases consumer spending by five dollars one dollar equals five dollars one dollar one dollar of investment equals five dollars in profit of people spending five dollars more on beef um and as a whole that's a gigantic number suckers i know i'm just kidding i don't mean to offend anyone (laughs) uh let's see pork is fourteen dollars per dollar spent one dollar in fourteen dollars yeah, but get this, and I don't know how or where. I've never seen anything from this lamb. Um, every dollar the lamb industry s- sends to a checkoff program, they claim that they increase $38 worth of sales. I don't want to talk about lambs. I like lambs. But there is no like lamb slogan. I don't think I've ever seen lamb being pushed or lamb being It's sl- just the debate of how you say hero. Yeah. That's the whole lamb like marketing. I think like, it's, how do you say it? I mean, a lot I don't of this know. just like this. isn't straight up advertising. It's getting it into restaurants. It's getting it into uh, cafeterias. It's getting right. it getting into contracts grocery with, like, stores. Schools. Yeah, we're probably our kids are probably eating lamb. No, they they are. don't even know it. Like lamb toenails. But as you could probably guess, the biggest success from what checkoff is it? programs is good old milk. Oh, I found out what the new slogan was. What is it? It was milk life. Oh, that's so corny. You know, like like thug life. Oh, but this is life. You know, milk, milk. That's like a year old. You think that's what they were going off? I bet that's what they're. No, not. I don't think they're going off like thug life. But I think like you know when people will be like, oh, when you gotta work, but hoe is life, and then it's like yeah, milk is life. Yeah, I think that's where they were going with it. The milk industry is. My least favorite. Yeah. As as a new vegan, um, I'm going to hit two years here pretty soon. We should have a party. Yeah. End of this month will be two years. But I consider that new. Um, and we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. The hardest thing to give up is dairy um, yeah. for multitude of reasons. But when you do. You feel so much better. Yeah. It's, I don't. 
ever want to drink milk again. I never see it or cheese and say like, God, I wish I could eat some of that. No. I don't at all. My body does not crave that whatsoever. No. Um, so the fact that this is being shoved down our throats, literally in some cases, um, is infuriating. So the milk checkoff brags about this too. This isn't like secret information. Um, th- this um, information came out in 2016. So they claimed that the, pr- the prior year and a half, their checkoff program added 7 billion additional pounds of milk sales. So Got Milk and Milk Started. is Life and Ho is Life and Thug Life it increased seven billion dollars. Seven billion gallons oh. of milk, or sorry, pounds of milk being sold. Um, that's an increase per person of forty-seven servings. Jesus. So I mean, there's three hundred sixty-five days in the year. Oh my gosh. So that's that's disgusting. Yeah. So forty-seven more servings per American. They're claiming their checkoff program created. Like, we wouldn't have had those 47 extra servings that year and a half if there wasn't these commercials, these magazine articles, these school programs, these posters in our elementary schools. Like, all that investment into these checkoff programs has, according to them, too, this isn't, you know, speculation. This is them bragging that that increased their sales by 7 Um, billion pounds of milk. But you know what I find really ridiculous about that is the serving size because have you ever actually followed a diet to serving sizes uh no okay serving sizes are like tiny like a beer is like two servings it's not but i'm like you know making exaggerations yeah. here but like i feel like serving sizes are so so small. yeah like a serving size of potato chips is is like five potatoes or five potato chips so if they're saying that that's 46 more servings of dairy. No, oh, that's a good whatever. point. It's probably a lot more, right? Yeah, one serving of milk is probably... It's like a half a cup. Yeah. No one has a half a cup. No. Or three-fourths of a cup. I don't Especially know Especially when you're talking about cheese and all the other... I mean, most people aren't drinking milk out of the, the carton. We're talking right. about dairy in general. Yeah. So cheese um, is probably being the most... Right, like our fake cheese, I bought, there was a new brand of um, fake cheese. It was soy delicious, so I thought I'd try it. Um, And it was like nine servings for a bag, and we we both killed it. I put it in one dish, and it was gone. (laughs) It was like two servings of cheese. So it's like, if that's nine servings, and that's just, I don't know. Serving sizes, I feel like, are real tricky, like especially when you get into... um, actual dairy foods because i could have like i could overeat my broccoli and it's not a big deal but if i'm overeating dairy that is probably yeah well that's that's the biggest difference here is we don't have to consider serving sizes that much or at all i mean um we don't and that's i guess that's a different podcast but um that's the beauty of all this but the fact that these companies so here's where it it gets weird like the government, I don't think they're in a, you know, particularly devious position where they're trying to take advantage of us and make us sick or, you know, keep us buying things that are not making us healthy. But, um, but it's you, just making money, right? Yeah, well, making money, but for not the government, but for us to increase economic production. So those 
seven billion pounds of milk sales that was jobs that's production that's trucks driving driving down the road that's gas going into those trucks that's Mm -hmm. that's surgeons that's stimulating that's like nurses (laughs) and then let's save that for for later here that's what it all comes back to but um it does stimulate the economy greatly um and obviously we could all understand why a government would want to do that Mm -hmm. um for like i said many reasons but um, there became a little bit debate over why or actually who is running these programs. Mm-hmm. And there was a Supreme Court case that clarified that this is definitely the government and the government are, is making the decisions of these hashtags and not hashtags, these taglines. Well, actually mm-hmm. hashtags now. Um, so one beef company tried to opt out and sued mm-hmm. um, and the Supreme Court looked at it. Rightfully so, because I mean, I. I'm with them. Like the unions. It's, it's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. We're teachers. Um, we, Do we want to talk about that? Let's yeah. Let's let's riff on that a little okay. bit. Okay. Um, we are in a union. If you're in a union, you understand this. Um, well, particularly well, if you're a public union. Into a union. Do other industries are they forced into it? Like as teachers, when I got my job, they were like, "Hi, welcome." Here's your union dues. Pay them. And I was like, "Oh, I belong to a union now." And they're like, "Yeah, pay it." But, like, there was never an option of you can join this or you can't join this. It was, like, you got to pay it. You got to join it. And it's kind of – it's, like, I don't know, like, 40 bucks a pay or something to well, be in this union. We're in three unions. Yeah. Um, but two unions are kind of the same. I guess. Well, it's city, state, and, and federal. What the fuck's this federal one doing for me? NEA. It's the, yeah, it's but like the biggest on... interest groups in – the history of interest groups. Okay. What legislation have they helped pass recently? Nothing. NEA? Nothing. Yeah. But you know the NEA leaders make like 400K. That's Anyways, sad. we're way off topic. The point here is that because it's called union shop, the, the Supreme Court um, looked at unions and said that you're going to benefit from what a union is fighting for every day. I and if point. you benefit from that um, and you're not paying into it, you're a free rider. Mm-hmm. And if we don't force people into it, they'll just free ride and get the benefits. That of- makes sense. Right. Like there's collective bargaining with our like our union goes to bat with our board of education to get us a raise. I would get that raise regardless if I'm in the union or not. So that's why I have to be in the union. Right. Yeah. Personally, I think that's bullshit, horseshit, and I fucking hate it. But yeah. aside from that, I kind of understand it. <laughs> um, I understand the argument. But right. not this is a free country. And. I think if a union or a checkout program is going to benefit me, um, then I would be willing to invest a little bit of my profits into that. Mm-hmm. And then they would have to fulfill some sort of, you know, goals to keep me in there. You know, they would have to please me the way, a, you know, a shoe company makes me buy their shoes. They're out there trying to sell me a product and they're every single day trying to make sure that I'm impressed with that product and I want to keep paying for it. Um, when you get into union shop, they don't have to do that. So anyway, it's the same thing with the checkout programs. It was a beef guy who said, I don't want to pay for this shit. Um, and he took it to the Supreme court and they, they were like, you got to pay for this shit. Yeah. They said actually, they said that there's something called government speech. So there's free speech and then there's government speech. And the Supreme court of the United States said that, um, they are required to support this in the same thing. The same reason we have union shop. Um, it's, it's a speech that benefits everyone. 
that is in that industry. So if you are not contributing to that, you get the benefits of it without having to pay for it. So it's it's the free rider thing. Um, I'm sure all this will come back up to the Supreme Court. But going back to those numbers we just looked at, um, I'll be honest, our union doesn't bring us the the rewards of the examples that I just gave you, like beef one to five dollars or lamb one dollar returns thirty eight dollars. We don't have that. So the teachers union is a little more complicated. It's a different, it's a different um, beast. So you don't have as much blowback from the cattle industry or the chicken or pork industry. Because they're making money. Yeah, it's it's benefiting them a Teachers, lot. I just get money taken from me. Yeah. I mean think about um can you name a milk company? Or a chicken brand? I can name a chicken brand. Car Tyson. Grill. Yeah. Chicken, chicken Chickens branded themselves pretty well. I don't know what Car Grill is, but I know Tyson. The Tyson? I was about to say Dyson. Can you think of a beef Milk? brand? A beef brand? Mm. No, but I don't think I'd be the one to ask. Well, no. I mean, we're exposed to this stuff. I can't think of a beef brand. No. Um, Pork brand. Tyson does the chicken. I don't know, but... Um, they don't have to brand themselves. They don't have to market themselves. They don't have to pay our government, these hundreds of thousands do of it dollars yeah, to market. So they, they come in more collectively, whereas, like again, a shoe company like Nike or Adidas have would have to compete with one another. And they'd have a so huge what's the competition? budget for marketing. Hold on. What's the competition within the beef community? Is it's there any competition? It's not really competition. It's, it all kind of comes together. There is. I mean, I'm, I'm just Just whoever can produce point. the most? That's the thing. It's... It, and and I'm speculating again. My guess would be, it's who can produce the most, the cheapest. That's your shit meat that's cheap. Mm-hmm. Who can produce the finest quality, consistent meat, which is your more expensive meat like grass fed. Um, and there's brands for that too. Um, but all that kind of shows up at the same place. But but the- it's not based on consumers. It's just based on marketing that the government does. You know, like a consumer can't say like, oh, I like this better than this. I'm gonna keep buying it. Yeah, and. I mean, not to get too deep here, but it becomes like a, ooh, yeah, it becomes a. What does that say? I can't read that. Uh, it disappeared, but um, it becomes a larger issue because, I don't know, you're trying to justify um, the product, not the production, but the the encouragement of people to buy something. Right. Um, and that's, first of all, not fair, but that's also not really free that's mm-hmm. not democracy that's not capitalism that's not laissez-faire that's that's a serious um intrusion into business that the american government does on food yeah and you'd like to think that as science proves that some foods are better for you and can make you live longer and stay out of the hospital that we would start encouraging those foods no and that I- might happen but it's it hasn't it's yet um, hold on a second. Can I can I give you some pot talk Saturday? Bring it on, woman. What if we all became vegan, and we're not eating, or we're like we're not supporting the meat and the dairy producers anymore? That puts a lot of people out of business, and then that also changes like a lot of our healthcare. Yeah, it it would hurt all that. So you're just being the devil's advocate. Yeah, here? like devil's advocate, saying like. If you think, like, this would never happen, but, like, say, like, literally the entire world is, like, not eating meat and or dairy anymore. Well, personally. The world, I feel like the our economies would shut down. Well, you hear this argument a lot. Like, people were mad that Donald Trump was like, I want to bring back coal. And people were like, why are you bringing back this archaic shit? And 
He's saying, well, you know, people are losing jobs. Well, this is an opinion, but in my opinion, anytime you replace an industry with a new industry, you create all new shit. And if everyone went vegan, what would we have to do? We'd have to have a whole new freaking industry of vegan products and vegan food and vegan. um, So you just replace it? You replace it. And people have to. This is I'm I'm about to get on my soapbox. So people need to get out of their freaking little shell and be willing to move on. And I hate that teachers or coal miners or, you know, typewriter producers or anyone who's <laughs> who's making or doing something that just feels like oh if this goes away i could never do anything else yeah. like that that shit doesn't work you have that's, to be adaptable that's why we don't have sears anymore Adapt- adaptable we're, we're not gonna have walmart at some point i no, mean Walmart's if, if people very progressive. all right well the yeah, other doing a they good change job their stuff up but you, you have to adapt you have to grow you have to be willing to change and do different things and whew that's and true. That this, was our number one thing. When we came together as a staff last year, we were like, what makes a good student? And we were like, they're adapt. They have adaptability. Yeah, they're flexible. Yeah. And there's just so many people that are bitching and complaining about things being the same. And, and that goes back to the whole reason we started this, po- this it's podcast. Behavior. It's it's a cultural change that people are scared to take on. Um and as more and more evidence mounts, more and more people are taking it on. And that's why things like this podcast or all these documentaries or all these books are becoming more and more popular because people are taking it on, but it's a slow process. And that's why these books and all this stuff is popular is because um, people really need to be convinced to change this this behavior. And there's a lot of stubborn people out there. It's a there. Trump question. Oh, I could answer They were all. like... Why why does Trump suck? I don't know. (laughs) Why is Trump a vegan? Trump is a vegan. (laughs) I know. He followed me. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, anyways, um, I'll settle down here. He requested me for my diet plan. Point there being is be willing to open your mind to new things and different things, whether it's your job or your diet. Um, But the government is very slow to do that. The government's Mm -hmm. very slow to do anything, and that's by design. I mean, our founding fathers designed I get a government not to subsidize I, meat, but to make things I was just watching Liberty hard. Kids. Do you know that show? No. Liberty <laughs> Kids is like a cartoon about the uh, like our first couple years history. It's U.S. history in like cartoon form. Like I was the showing first couple it, years of America. Yeah, I was showing it in my class. It's really funny. I like that. It's like really cheesy. What? What's that? What is that? It? Are you a Bernie supporter? Oh, we're not political, man. <laughs> we don't get in with that. We are like on our off time. Yeah. Well, I'm a government teacher, so yeah. I'm an everyone supporter that wants to do things good for this country. We're an America supporter. Anyways, your third grade America show. It was actually for 10th graders. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> it was like super like informational. Anyways, check offs. Let's get back to it. Um, well, I guess what we were coming around to is the fact that the government um, is really ingrained in this. And it might have come from a good place originally, mm-hmm. but as science and technology, um, if you think this is wrong, look it up, read some books, dig it up. But it really is becoming quite clear to the World Health Organization, the UN, and even the USDA that a vegan diet is not only healthy – it's preferred and it's a way to prevent di- uh, disease and it you is. Know, cancer and and none of this stuff that we're saying. We're just saying because we 
think it. It's because we're it's backed up. We're hip to it. We're we're open minded and we're actually, you know, studying and reading and listening to these things, and it's it's pretty convincing. Yeah, uh, but, but it's easy don't... to just ignore it and say, "I like cheeseburgers. Bacon tastes so good." Yeah. But anyways, but bacon's really bad for you. The government's far from this, and I hope that they will become hip to it. But and the government, the government's the last. That's not the government's the last I mean, people that's gonna be hip to it. Not hip to it, but like I said, this came because they wanted to stim- stimulate the economy, and and I think you you touched on this a little bit earlier, but apparently for every dollar spent um, on animal products, yeah, there's two dollars at least of external Healthcare? costs that we're taking on. Healthcare being one of them. That's Healthcare and shit. environmental destruction that comes from raising cattle oh, and, and producing all this food. And none of that is paid for by these companies. Yeah. None of that is paid for by these checkoff companies. Who pays for it? We do, the taxpayer. Um, so these sh- shitty, literally shitty, shitty rivers, yeah. um, deforestation. Um, you know what that is? Chemicals going into the air. Do you know what that, that is? That's like... Me and the rest of America are on the same. We all went out to dinner, and I got an appetizer and a salad, and everyone else got a four-course meal, and I got to pay. They're splitting the bill all, all the ways. Yeah, I didn't pay. I didn't eat that shit. That's... I had a salad, bitches, that was like five bucks. I don't want to have to pay your portion. You take the government out of it. I just hit. <laughs> <laughs> I just like smacked the microphone. Sorry. You go, girl. <laughs> if, if you completely remove the government from the scenario, um, a cheeseburger at McDonald's is like four dollars. Right. right now, I think it's like a dollar. They, it's it's like um, a quarter. So every on Mondays, they're a quarter. The gap there is external costs. That we, the taxpayer, take in. Yeah. Um, the government subsidizes these businesses through these checkoff programs by encouraging people to buy the products, also by um, offsetting environmental costs and mostly health costs. We spend more money than any other nation in the whole entire world, and um, we are also one of the unhealthiest nations in the whole entire world well, we're not the on we like we're not the unhealthiest well you gotta like hold on, i'm gonna play devil's advocate because i am my mother's cha- daughter you go girl but um like we still have an okay life expectancy it's not amazing but it's not like the worst well but no like we're, like our lifestyle is progressively getting terrible but yeah. like if you were looking at us from like the facts because i would say it's hard you're looking at to, the like, numbers yeah like if you compare us to the congo we're doing all right. Like the Congo, you like life expectancy over there is li- it's like thirty. Number wise, I don't think it's thirty. It's but... no, it's literally like forty five. <laughs> but our life expectancy has gone from you know fifty to sixty to seventy to eighty. Um, but that's a. Sh- it's stagnant. We're not. No, I talked about this no, in my it, class. Aside from stagnant, it's, it's fifty nine years in Congo. Okay, so not thirty, but. I would be willing to gather, and I'm just speculating, but aside from the Congo, um, our life expectancy has increased, but our lifestyle is shit. Right. Like, when um, you get to be 50 or 60 in this country, and you're on medicines, you're the average American, I mean, at any age, including adolescence, is obese. And yeah. when you get Fat into your children, 50s, 60s, so and 70s, you're a shit show. Yeah. You're in the hospital, you're 
on crutches, you're in a wheelchair, you're full of fucking drugs, you've been taken since you were 40. So we might be increasing our life um, expectancy, but, but we're not improving not... on life. Okay. But anyway, Those are all generalizations. No, they're not. They're based on facts. Well, no, oh, no, I'm just <laughs> saying that like not everyone is on medicines or whatever. Like, you know. Yeah, it's a general. That's a generalization. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but it means like yes. I wasn't there's, signaling out. There's everyone. exceptions to every rule. There's 99 year olds that have eaten nothing but bacon and Coca Cola their whole life. But I'm just trying to be PC. Yeah, we don't need to do that anymore. But just pussy control over here. Oh wow. PC, do you get that? Nice. I just, just came up made with that, that. Made that up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so as as we bring this all home. The idea is that check off. So if uh, you ever wondered what got milk came from, like whose milk? Yeah, the, the most government. recent one was the fuel up and play sixty. There was a Cam Newton commercial that was going around where he was like getting Fuck out him. of bus. He didn't get me shit last year for fantasy football. Oh uh, well, my Buffalo, him and his stupid hat. My Buffalo Bills are playing him uh, tomorrow at one o'clock. So I'm definitely not feeling Cam lately. But mm-hmm. he was a in this commercial. It was like his rookie year. He did really well. He was a good college player too. But. Um, $50 million um, government-mandated funding to reach 36 million students in 70,000 schools is it's the latest milk campaign. Milk's the new tobacco. Get them young. It is. It's literally to get them young, to start a lifestyle. of, And it's still to this day, my high school students say this, and my aunts and uncles say this. Um, you got to have milk. You need your calcium. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's stupid. That's because of checkout programs. That's not because of science. It's not because of technology. It's not because of books they read. It's not because of doctors. It's not because of nutritionalists. Yeah, it's because it's of not actually checkoff true. programs. It's you know? not true. And that's why it's not on the carton. It can't be on the carton because it's not true. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, <laughs> though, sorry. We'll, um, maybe we'll have a whole episode on this, but our students are only allowed to drink milk. At, at their All school lunch. At any school in America. Like, they don't have an option of milk or water. It's just milk. Not even milk or juice. It's just milk. My son goes to a private school and um, a Catholic school, and he gets, you know. You it's know. like white or chocolate. Yeah. If he wants water, he has to go to the a la carte station. And pay and for pay it. pay extra for the water. Right. But the milk is included in the meal, and that's also in public schools all across the country. It's in that's kind of enraging. Enraging, but that's because of checkout programs. Check so it, it all comes back to the power and influence of these big businesses, and public schools are public, obviously. But yeah, just last year, thirty-six million students, seventy thousand schools, and get this: the Dairy Board. This is a, in two thousand schools. This isn't a lot, but the Dairy Board partnered with Domino's. Yeah, and Domino's got itself into two thousand public schools. Um. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I was I thought there was a Domino's in my high school, but there wasn't. There's there was a Domino's in my college. Yeah, in college that's a little different. That's a product that you're paying for. Yeah. Uh, not the Domino's. There's a but Domino's the in like the in high school. Public schools. Two thousand of them. No, First right of now. All, this is not like back where in the day. Are these right now. Public schools that have a Domino's. I don't know. I didn't I didn't go that far into it. I wonder how much those teachers are making. Um, but I guess Towards the end here, the the USDA does recommend a certain amount of, um, you know, meat and dairy and pork and, you know, vegetables and 
healthy things, water, blah, blah, blah. Um, what we eat. We're consuming those amounts. Okay. Um, so the fact that these checkoff programs are telling us to, to go out more. and consume more, um, they are telling us to exceed what they are recon- recommending us recommending us to consume. So we're eating it anyways, and then they're telling they're us to like, consume a lot more. They're like, eat this amount, but buy a ton more and eat more, but only eat this amount. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Fiscally, it makes sense. I get it. Sort of. Not if you count the does external it, does shit. Does that say next shit? Need shit? I don't know. We're trying the to look at comments one. on Twitter, but... We'll go back and look I at really it. I really wish I wish being a vegan could fix my eyes because I am blind as a bat. I can't see anything. <laughs> Who knows? Give it a couple more years. No, I've been it for a while. It's not. It's not gonna do it. Uh, well, I am personally a free market capitalist. A market. Um, market. That's yeah. Uh, they use it, Margaret. Margaret. A free market capitalist. I think anything is going to do better without the government involved and. I do think checkoff programs, this is just my opinion. They were started with good intentions. I think they come from a good place. And I think maybe they did help feed America and help us grow this wonderful, beautiful, free in, nation that we live in. Intentions but. ain't shit anymore, man. No, I don't care not. what your intent. Like, I used to fall back on that and be like, but my intentions were good. Intentions, I'm sorry. That's too bad. This is life, man. You fucked up. Your intentions might have been good, but you fucked up. And here's the hard part. I mean- I teach government, and we talk a lot about the media and policy agendas. Um, this stuff just isn't going to end up on a policy agenda. No. Um, we have you know issues with Korea. We have hurricanes in North Korea. We have hurricanes. We have um, you know conflict within Congress. We have all these crazy things going on in this country, and we always do. This is nothing new. It's always been insane. But I don't know. I f- North I like Korea is like extra crazy. These it days. is. But I feel like shit really has to settle down where people are stepping up onto <laughs> the floor of Congress and saying, like, what about checkoffs? the beef checkoff program? Like, it's really hard to get on the policy agenda of a politician when you're. Fill that gate? God, I, when you're, sorry. Don't try to read I can't, those. I can't There's see. There's people coming in and typing stuff. I thought he said fill that gate. I was confusing what that said. Um, it's just it's really difficult to get politicians to, to focus on this. And I, I get that. Um you know, yeah, it's low in the totem pole. There's interest groups that are also feeding, you know, campaigns, and a lot of the money comes from these. So it's kind of a full circle. The government pats the back of the the industry. The industry um, promotes and encourages these campaigns to or these uh, politicians to win their campaigns, and it all comes full circle. Yeah, it's just business, man. It you is. Can't fuck with business. All right, so that's what a checkoff program is. If you've never heard it. That was a good one. That was really educational. Um, Uncle Sam, get the f out. That's my that's yeah. my closing thought. Leave, that's... leave it to the free market, and people will choose good things. And it'll save us money on the healthcare. It'll save our environment. But would we feel that way if Uncle Sam was trying to promote green beans or broccoli? Uh, y- no, because that would save us so much money in a, in every different direction. If the poor mm, that was starving. A, that was a test, and you didn't pass. You're obviously not a real libertarian. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If the poor family down the street here that can't feed their eight kids rolled up to the McDonald's drive-thru 
Yeah. And abundant, luscious fruits and vegetables and salads were Just cheaper than cheeseburgers. Of the drive-thru. Um, then they would buy those. Yep. And they would. They because... actually are cheaper than the cheeseburgers, but yeah. because they're not they're subsidized not by the government, um, they aren't cheaper. Yeah. But in reality, to, they are. To finish, yeah. I do feel like every time I pull really fresh fruit out in front of my students, and I have some students that are, um, you know, on certain programs or whatnot like they're all on free lunch when i pull out like a strawberry like all my kids are like what the fuck is that can i have that <laughs> like they all are like drooling at the mouth to get like a strawberry or like a fresh food like i was eating um snow pea pods the other day and literally some kid was like what is that can i try it and i gave it to him and he was like god damn that's good yeah i was like yeah fresh food Kind of tasty, and it's it might be cheaper at the grocery store, but it's not cheaper at the gas lunch, station or yeah. the fast food drive-through or at, at lunch. It's it's not good. No, <laughs> it's not. Got to come in ranch. All right, well that was a good one. Um, yeah, awesome educational podcast. Yeah, as usual, um, we encourage any um, comments, feedback, questions too. Like uh, blowing up, man. Text us a question, email us a question, Lisa Beats Your Meat at Gmail. Um, if you want us to talk about something, um, we'll talk about it. Anything. Do you have a question? You be on? We'll answer it. Yeah. Um, send us a voicemail, anything. Uh, we well, just like to interact. Too desperate, you know. No, we just want to interact with people. And uh, so far, it's been, a, it's been a great ride, and we're excited to be doing it. And uh, we want to answer or address anything. Yeah. We're not experts. We're just trying to be. No, but we got opinions and we got experience. So it was We had a few today. All right. Um, That was Lisa Beats Your Meat episode... 18? 18. I think episode 20 we should have like a look back at the previous 19 episodes. (laughs) No, not like actually, but like just talking about what we've covered. No, it'll be like... And then it'll just like cut to episode one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. We're not a sitcom. Good night. All right. See ya.